the is the other box turned on? Okay. So if these don't work, we know we need that. All right. I said good morning. I know some of us say how we have a good morning. Uh, with Brother Chuck passing, but on the same hand, we know where he's at this morning, so that's a good morning. You know, it's a bad morning when somebody passes and you don't know where they're at. He started a day that never ends. You and I are still in days that come to an end, go to sleep at night, wake up in the morning. We have to make our decisions as to whether or not we'll follow the Lord. And uh, so for that, this morning I pray that you'll stay with Jesus. Uh, but do pray for Sister Rhonda in heaven family and brother Chuck's passing uh, was going to tell you this morning about our visit with brother Chuck on Thursday and keep them in your prayers uh, but uh, anyways do do remember that this morning I remember others this morning that are in the hospital sick or afflicted lifting one another up in prayer you never know how fast our lives will come to an end but again, for those who are in Christ Jesus, life just starts when this fleshly body comes to its end. Stand with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Glad to be in God's house. Brother Shirley, will you open us in prayer this morning? Come to the choir if you want to in your birthdays. Brother Supal had a birthday. All right. Well, we're going to sing happy birthday to Brother Supal. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Any anniversaries? Sorry, 148 in your blue book. 148 in your blue book.
Aren't you glad this morning for a personal relationship with the Lord? I mean, I'm just thinking about that. And I, I'm a substitutor of words, so, you know, um, I had to say God walks with me. God talks with me. And you know, it's true. He does that each and every day if we'll listen to Him. He's got an abundance of things to say uh, to you and I. And so we ought to listen. Keep praying one for another. Uh, Sister Donna Fay, her stint on the 11th, remember that. Uh, remember Brother uh, Jerry and Sister Joanne this morning. As we've mentioned, please uh, remember uh, Sister Rhonda and Evan and their families. Uh, Brother Don's got tests on the 11th, uh, so remember that. Um, Laura Mee, uh, wife of Josh Mee, uh, remember that in your prayers. Uh, her, her, remember them in your prayers this morning uh, as well, and so lifting them up. Any others this morning you want to call by name? Uh, remember Sister Faye Robertson's family uh, visitations today from 1 to 3 and then their service tomorrow at the National Cemetery uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, remember that. Anybody else? I've spoken this morning. Amen. Stand with us today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ushers, if you come forth. Father, we thank you today for your love, your mercy, and grace. Thank you, dear God, for the many blessings you give us, Lord. Father, thank you for the comfort you provide, knowing that you're with us at all times. Dear Lord, I pray today that, Father, we would just hold to thee and cling to thee. Father, I pray this morning that all the needs that need to be met that are here today will be brought before you. Lord, I pray this morning you bless the offering, that it be used for thy glory, for thy honor, and thy praise. We'll thank you, Father, and we'll praise you, Father, in Jesus' holy name, and amen. Amen. We were confused, but we're straightened up now. We're going to say thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me.
so thankful this morning for God's blessings on me. And He specials today. thankful this morning for, as we said, the love of God and what he means to us. And I know we've got a lot of things that uh, we just stop to take time and think about. I think we'd be amazed at how much God has done for us. 
and things that we don't even realize or see. You've got your Bibles this morning. Go with us to the book of Luke in the 8th chapter. We'll read one verse of Scripture. If you would, stand with us as we read it. We'll go over in prayer and then do our best this morning to deliver what's on our heart. Luke chapter 8, reading one verse, verse 11. It says, Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Father, this morning we thank you, Lord, for your love, mercy, and grace. We thank you, dear God, for allowing us to be in your house. And we pray, Father, that we would do thy will, glorify, honor, and worship thy name. Father, thanking you today for the blessings you've given us. Father, the things we don't even realize. Asking you, Lord, to help us today, Father, to see thy word, to hear, to understand, Father, to receive, and then, dear God, to hold. We'll give you glory, and we'll give you honor, and we'll give you praise, Father, today in the blessed name of Christ Jesus, and amen. And you may be seated this morning. We know the parable of the sower. And oftentimes we talk about it, but I want you to, if you would, just bear with me this morning. Um, give me the opportunity to go through it a little differently, maybe in some aspects. But I, I took the time to get all three passages of where this is written in the book of Luke. Started off there only because I love that verse, not that, not that Matthew and Mark are any different in it. But I love the way that it puts it in verse 11. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. I've got them all three here this morning. Do my best to cover them the way that needs to be done. But I want you to understand that none of them contradict the other. They all complement one another. And while Matthew may wrote it different than Mark or Luke, they all said the very same thing. The seed is the word of God. And you and I this morning need to have that seed within our lives. We need to have it planted there and let it grow there. And matter of fact, I would say this. We need to do our part in making sure that we cultivate it so that it has good ground to work with. And I know the Bible says that some fell by the wayside. Some will fall upon hearts that, that won't get it. So... I won't spend a lot of time uh, in that there, but here's verse 4 of chapter 11 of Luke. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him, out of every city he spake by parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell upon the rocks, and soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell on thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath an ear, let him hear. Matthew said it this way in verse in chapter uh 13 in verse 19. When any of anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which is sown in his heart. This is he that receives by the wayside. You see what he's saying here? Some fell by the wayside. And when it fell by the wayside, the wicked one came. The word of God, you and I this morning, is the seed that you and I need to hear. I, I wrote a few verses this morning, and I'm, I'm going to just kind of put these off to the side here, if you would, with me for a moment. I wrote down a few verses this morning that, that are not uh, recorded or printed out. If you want a printed part of it, you can get it. But in the book of John, the 14th chapter, the 20th verse, it says this. And at that day, excuse me, at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. If you go back to verse 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments. 
The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The Bible tells us that, that where our heart is, there is our treasures also. In other words, where our heart is, is where we are living. And so if we're going to say that we're living for the Lord, our heart ought to be in the Lord. Our desire ought to be of the Lord and to the Lord. In verse 16, he says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, remember Jesus told his disciples in the book of Matthew in the last chapter, uh, if you go, you hold your place there, you can go over there with me to chapter 28. He said this to his disciples as he's preparing to leave. In verse 18, and Jesus spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. And lo, I am with you always, always, even unto the end of the world. If we find this, he tells them the same thing in chapter 14. If you love me, keep my commandments. We're we're to teach others of what Jesus said. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. When Jesus went to the Father, he sent back the Holy Ghost to live in you and I. So that what? So that the Word of God, which is the seed of God, would grow in us. It would be cultivated in us. It would become part of us. And we would realize that in him, in, in the Word of God, in you and I, means that he's in us, and we are in him because the Word is God. Think about it, church. It, it's not a confusing thing. That's why, uh, and, I, and I'll stay off the subject there, but that's why the verse in 1 John 5, 7 is so important. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. When Jesus said, I will abide with you forever, he'll be with you forever in Matthew, and then he tells us the Holy Ghost is going to come, the other comforters coming here in the book of John, and he'll be with us forever. So when Jesus ascends to the Father, the Holy Ghost comes down to live within you and I. He's abiding with us. It's important to understand the promise of God. God come and walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. When God ascended back up or quit walking with them and stayed up there in heaven, he sent the prophets. The prophets had the Spirit of God so they could prophesy unto those that were there. And when Jesus comes, he's coming back again. Forever. He doesn't lie to us in the Word. Do you realize people get so lost and confused? The sower went out to sow a seed. Some fell by the wayside. The wayside is where the devil likes to work. Think about what he said in Matthew. When, when anyone heareth the Word of the kingdom, they're hearing the voice of God, by the way. When I read to you this, this passage of Scripture here, listen to me carefully. You may hear my voice, but the words that are written are Jesus's. They're the, they're the words of God. The word is inspired of God. And therefore, you should be hearing his voice, hearing his words, hearing what he says. And can I tell you this morning, church, there's a lot of folks who hear but never get it in. It, it might be on them, but it's not in them. That it falls, you, you've heard the old saying, it falls upon deaf ears. But may I say this morning, it falls upon hardened hearts. It, it falls upon unwanting desires. The word goes out and we hear it, we're, we're common to the word of God today. We're comfortable with the gospel today. We, we, we hear it, but it's not getting inside and doing what it's wanting to do because, you know what, the devil's saying you don't need that much. Can I tell you something, church? I, I Just carrying my Bible is not enough.
When one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is they which are on the which have received the word by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed in the stony place, the same as he that heareth the word, and Annan with joy receiveth it. Can, can I say to you this morning, there are some that hear the word of God, and, and in hearing the word, they, they, they got this mindset that that's good for somebody else, but not for me, wayside. The devil's telling them, it's, it's not for you. It, that, that's somebody else, hey, I've got better things for you. The stony ground, though, the, the one that is said, listen to what he said here. Be very careful when you listen to these things. But he that receiveth the seed in the stony place, the same as he that heareth the word and Annan with joy receiveth it. In other words, wow, that's great. That's good. Can I tell you, there's so many people going to hell today who think the word of God's good because they won't let it get in and take root. They won't let it do what it's supposed to do. They're, 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 they're stony. They got a little bit, but not enough. 
In other words, they're willing to allow God to work some, but not to work all. They're, they're the ones that are sitting there with their minds saying, you know what, I understand this. I, I know what you're saying. I agree with you, Brother Arnie. we got to do better to do this. But, but listen to me. They, they say that, but they won't allow the Word of God to really come down and work in their lives. It's not getting hold of anything. wish I'd have done a better job of putting these together just a little bit. Look at Mark chapter 5, verse 5. He says it this way. And some fell on the stony ground where it had not much earth and immediately sprang up because it had no depth. And when the sun was up, it scorched it. And because it had no root, it withered away. Amen. Hallelujah. Gone. Oh, that's good. I'm not letting it grow here, though. You ever heard the old saying, I... I didn't let no grass grow underneath my feet. In other words, always moving. Couldn't no grass grow underneath me. Nothing said, well, that's the same way with the Word of God. It's not going to grow in me. Amen, hallelujah, but, but no growth. It's all good right now, but no growth. It's there, but it's not going to grow. It springs up a hallelujah, but it dies real fast. I think of it sometimes like this. People come to church and they come in the house of God. And, 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 and not that I'm any great person, you know, my feelings toward myself, man. I, I mean, if, if it was me, there'd nobody be here. That's my opinion. But they, they come in and they, oh, Brother Ernie, I enjoyed that. That was great. Felt welcome and stuff. I mean, you got a loving church here. Walk out the door and never come back. You know what's scary? Those who have that same aspect, same compliment, same thought pattern, but never let the word of God get in there. They got the amen, they got the hallelujah, but it's only there for a little bit. When they leave, it's not there anymore. The word is okay as long as it's in the church, but when we get out of the church, we don't need the word anymore. It's all good inside the church building, but not inside my heart, not inside my life. If it gets down there, there's things that I've got to change and stop doing, and they're not going to give those things up. And I'm telling you something, church, when you won't give up the world for God, you won't give what God has given up for you. You don't think I have things I want? You should have been around my house this week. But I, I, I'm telling you, church, you've got to stop and listen to what thus saith the word of God and listen to the voice of God. God speak. People think I'm crazy, but that's okay. You think I'm crazy. But I can pray. Not because I'm any special person, but just because I, 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 I truly believe. I can pray, and, and just as clear as you're sitting there or I'm sitting here, I can hear God speak to me. It ain't no thundering voice. It's, I ask God for thunder sometimes, though. God help me out make it clear. Why? Because this old thick head ain't getting it. You know why? You know why I believe that so strong? Because he's in me. You don't, you don't have to tell me he's in me. I know he's in me. I'm in him. And, and you don't have to tell me I'm in him. I know I'm in him. And why do I know that? Because exactly what the Bible says. 
the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these two are contrary to one, so that you do not the things you would. And I'm telling you, that means I don't do what I would in the flesh because the spirit is having its way. Every so often, though, the ugly dog of the flesh gets up, and he has his way, and when he has his way, I'm oftentimes finding myself again before God asking for mercy, for grace, forgiveness, asking for a way out sometimes of my problems that I've created for myself, situations we put ourselves in. what he says back in the book of Mark. Verse 18, chapter 4. And these are they which were sown among the thorns. I, I want you to think about that for just just one second. Jesus in Matthew or John 17 prays for his disciples. Praying for you and I. And in his prayers, he's asking God to not take us out of the world, but protect us from the world. We're, we're not going to be part of this world any longer. Although we're in the world, we're not of the world. In other words, we're in here in, in this area we're living in, but the world we're in is not in us. And our flesh, our spirit rather, our spirit is not of this world, not in this world, but it's in Christ Jesus. Our faith and our trust is in him. And so we are those that, if you think about it this way, we are living amongst the thorns but we have gotten so deeply rooted that the story of the tares, one day the tares will be removed, gathered up and burned. You and I will be harvested, taken into heaven. But there's thorns of what's going on in life. The lost people, those that aren't going to make heaven their home. They're thorns. They're, they're this world. It says this, And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word. Now think about it. In verse 7, Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in choke the word that becometh unfruitful. working on me is true. 100%, 100% true. He's still working on me. But why is he still working on me? Because I'm not what I ought to be. How is he working on me? The word of God in me, working on me. So he in me, I in him. And by the way, I'm going to read this in just a second, but the Bible says God in us. It's not just one. It's all. But can I tell you, when you've got a little bit of him and a little bit of the world, the world will choke out the word of God. You've heard the saying, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You will not drag somebody up. They will pull you down. Dead weight is always heavier. Can I have Tucker for just a second? Because I don't see Jody. 
devil's told me I, I mean I'll be honest with you the devil told me this morning there's no sense printing these out nobody wants them and, and be honest with you I, I did just because you asked me for it and there's some on the back if you want to get them you can get them go home and you can read it side by side compare it Matthew Mark and Luke The devil, though, will tell you you don't need the word of God. The devil will tell you there's no sense in getting too much of the word of God. The devil will tell you that singing songs is not, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, church. This morning I sung every song, and I had my eyes closed and my back turned. I didn't want to see you not singing. 
in my heart, I'm rejoicing. I'm hurting. For Brother Chuck, Sister Rhonda, I'm not hurting for Brother Chuck in, in, in the fact that he's with the Lord. I'm hurting that he's gone. But my heart's rejoicing because I know where he's at. My heart's rejoicing because I know the same God that he trusted in and took him home to be with him is the same God I'm trusting in and one day will take me home to be with him. It's in me, church. It's not, it's not just on me. It's in me. In you does something. On you does nothing. It's got to get in you. Go to John 17. I'll close. Verse 20. Neither pray I thee for these alone, or neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's me, church. That's you, if you believe. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Did you see that? I in thee. I, thou art in me. I in thee, and that they also may be one in us. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. If you think about it this way, Jesus' prayer and his desire is not simply that we know about God, not simply that we know about him, not simply that we know about the Holy Ghost, but rather we have their presence in our life. Hey, the Holy Ghost is one part of the Trinity, but it is all God, it is all Jesus, it's all the Holy Ghost. They are one, the Bible says, and if they are one in us, then we have all of that in us because we are in him. don't get it outside. You don't get it from being on. You get it from being in. I in them, that's verse 23, and thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and I have loved that, and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may abide in my glory, and that thou hast given that thou which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Do you understand what I'm saying? The word fell among the thorns. The thorns choked out the word. But when the word was inside that which was there, we are in the tears, but the tears are not overcoming what's going on in us. One day the tears will be reached out, and the harvest will be reached out, but the tears will be burned, and the harvest of God will go to heaven. Why? Because he's in us. And we're in him. It's not superficial. It's reality. It's real. What are you going to do this morning, church? Where are you going to go? 
what's going to happen. Altars are open. Just take the willing heart.